Hey everybody, welcome, welcome. Today we're gonna to talk about the gold-silver ratio and ask if the silver bugs are correct that silver is about to pump. Okay, so continuing the discussion that we had yesterday with the silver price and the day before with the gold price, looking at the best matching regression trend lines for each, which happened to be exponential, running percentiles over them and seeing how likely it might be if we could get a one sigma or two sigma move. Today, I wanna ask and answer the same question, but looking at gold and silver together. In other words, looking at the gold-silver ratio. But before we get there, you might want to learn a little bit more about what the gold-silver ratio actually is, how the history has generally looked. And as the name implies, this is simply the ratio of value or the ratio of price in the market between ounces of gold and ounces of silver. So today we have most everything for now, uh, oil, gold, uh, major assets around the world priced in US dollars. And we have indeed been looking at assets priced in US dollars through all the videos of this channel so far. But um, of course, that didn't always occur throughout history. We had the uh, British pound sterling, we had the Dutch gilder, the uh, Portuguese real. Uh, we had many, many currencies throughout the world and throughout history that were valuing gold and silver at uh, different prices and thus there would be a different gold and silver ratio as is the case with anything in the market that is judged by supply and demand uh, at different times. So very briefly, uh, throughout the last 1000 years, the gold silver ratio has been from as low as 12 to one to as high as today where it can be even 100 to one. From the 12th to the 17th century, the gold to silver ratio was roughly 12 to one. That means uh, it would take 12 ounces of silver to equal one ounce of gold in the market. And then we arrived uh, to Isaac Newton in 1717, when he was the master of the mint. These are the days after uh, he emerged from his sort of hermit lifestyle, being a scientist, uh, he became more uh, statesmanlike and became uh, more out into the public, and he really enjoyed being master of the mint, apparently. And uh, he was actually the one that came up with the sort of modern bimetallic ratio. At that time, silver had devalued a little bit in terms of gold, and he set the official ratio of the British Royal Mint at 15.5 to 1 in 1717. That is 15.5 ounces of silver would roughly equal one ounce of gold in the UK. The United States continued this tradition as well. They kept in the Constitution a ratio of 15 to 1, and that roughly was the value until uh, the 1900s. Uh, this bimetallic ratio that was set statutorily uh, by the government of a 15 to 1 ratio, 15 ounces of silver to one ounce of gold. Now, we do have to address Gresham's law here. Uh, Gresham's law simply means bad money drives out good. 
But a common, common misconception with Gresham's Law that people forget all the time, they don't understand, is that bad money can only drive out good in the context of legal tender laws. And what we found is, over the last few hundred years, this ratio that was statutorily set by the government in the UK, in the United States, and elsewhere, of roughly 15 to 1, 15 ounces of silver to 1 ounce of gold, that inherently, inherently undervalued one metal and overvalued another. And what we found was it undervalued gold and it overvalued silver. And so how did bad money drive out good? How did that work? Well, people started to circulate and transact with silver only, and they started to hoard or save gold because the market favors one money when Gresham's Law is applied. But remember, the important feature there is that this is a government intervention. It is an intervention from the state uh, to value uh, two metals at the same price. It's called bimetallism. So this ratio of 15 to 1 uh, inherently undervalued gold, took it out of circulation, people realized this, and overvalued silver. So people were just happy to spend silver, use silver with transactions, but they wanted to save and hoard gold. So in the last 1,000 years, we saw the gold-silver ratio morph from 12 to 1 to 15 to 1 to now in our modern market where there is no Gresham's Law at place with gold and silver because both are freely floating on the market, we have this chart right here. So again, I'm starting this at the Nixon shock, uh, the end, the final, final nail in the coffin for any sort of gold standard. Remember, silver was long gone at that point. Yes, it was still used in coinage, which was phased out in the 60s in the United States. Uh, you can still buy it today. Junk silver, it's called 90 plus percent silver. But there, from 1971, there is no connection to silver or gold statutorily. So Gresham's Law actually doesn't exist at this moment. Both metals are being valued in the marketplace for their ornamental usage, their jewelry usage, or their industrial usage, or their monetary usage, their store of value usage uh, up until today. And that's been the case for the last 50 years. So I want to start here uh, at the same level that we started with the gold and the silver uh, price charts priced in dollars over the last couple days. But again, this is the ratio. So already by the Nixon shock, August 31st, this is a monthly chart, August 31st, 1971, we are seeing silver decline relative to gold. Again, ironic because uh, rhetorically all economists thought, most economists, most mainstream economists thought that gold would go to zero after it was depegged from gold of $35 an ounce in uh, 1971. Uh, it was quickly revalued to $42 an ounce. The Smithsonian Agreement lasted, you know, less than 10 years after that, as we've seen in prior videos. Um, but we actually saw gold get stronger and stronger, not just against the dollar, but against silver. So let's look at it. We have the Nixon shock, and we're already, we can see at this point, August 31st, 1971, at 26.7x. That is a gold-silver ratio, a price multiple of 26.7x. So gold, whatever it was at the time, silver, whatever it was at the time, it would take 26.7 ounces of silver to equal one ounce of gold. 
let's go to Silver Thursday. Remember the Hunt Brothers from yesterday? Uh, silver got to over $40 an ounce. Uh, very, very briefly, right here in January 1980. Look at January 1980. We are at an Isaac Newton uh, gold-silver ratio, 15.5x. So apparently the market was just taking silver right back to its rightful place, right? Actually, no. This was uh, on Silver Thursday. Silver was roughly $42 uh, an ounce just before Silver Thursday, I should say. Gold was $650 an ounce, so you get a ratio of 15.5x. Silver Thursday occurs. The Hunt brothers go bankrupt. Uh, they tried to corner the market. They had one-third of the world's silver. And silver devalues by more than half. And we're falling back, or in this case, rising to a uh, 37-39x gold-silver ratio. And I guess I should say this from the outset here just to make sure everybody understands this uh, crystal clear. The chart here, the gold-silver ratio, when you see it rising, that means gold is rising relative to silver. And when you see it falling, that means silver is rising relative to gold. So back here, we saw it falling. Silver was rising relative to gold. It was back to a 15.5x multiple, the old Isaac Newton multiple, January 31st, 1980. $650 gold, $42 silver. Great. The market is putting silver in its rightful place. No, actually, we saw that it was even overvalued at that point. And uh, again, a rising gold-silver ratio means a rising value of gold relative to silver. Let's look at Brown's bottom here. Remember, this is when uh, the former chancellor of the Exchequer, Gordon Brown, made the genius move of selling half of his nation's gold, of the United Kingdom's gold at this point. This was literally the bottom of the bear market of commodities. Uh, he did this over the course of a few years. I'm pegging it from the agreement, I believe. It was September 1999. Let's find it on the tooltip. There we go, September 1999. Gold-silver ratio at the time was 53.2x. So uh, gold was $299 at the point, and silver was $5 at this point. So gold-silver ratio of 53.2x. Silver had fallen uh, by uh, more than triple the historical ratio at this point of 15 to 1. Uh, triple would be 45 to 1. Uh, silver had fallen to 53.2x, 53.2 ounces per one ounce of gold at Brown's bottom. We did see silver have a resurgence here during the Eurozone crisis of uh, early 2011. We have April 2011. At that point, uh, gold was $1,585 per ounce. Silver hit $50 an ounce, $50 an ounce. But notice it's still uh, higher of a ratio by double. All right, that means silver is half as valuable as it was during the Hunt Brother time. So this is why it's interesting to look at this ratio compared to just the dollar ratio. Because here, silver was 42 bucks. Uh, but remember, gold was only uh, 650 bucks here, here. And, and, and the ratio was uh, the, the Isaac Newton ratio, the old historical ratio, 15 and a half to one. Here, uh, you know, 30, yeah, 30 years later, 
during the Eurozone crisis, the ratio is double. So silver is only half as valuable relative to gold as it was back in 1980 when the Hunt brothers were trying to corner the market. So even though $50 silver looked great in 2011, it was half as good as 1980 relative to gold. So silver has actually been falling uh, relative to the gold price over the last 50 years, and that's evidenced by the gold-silver ratio rising. So here we are, uh, and then we see during COVID, it uh, rose even more, meaning silver fell even more relative to gold here. Early COVID years, 114x. That meant that it would take 114 ounces of silver to equal one ounce of gold in 2020. Now it has since retraced from that a little. Now the ratio is 75x. Uh, you see it's been bouncing around, of course. Uh, Commodities are volatile relative to the fiat unit at the moment, which is the dollar. Um, and it's been bouncing around. But we can see for sure the trend over the last 50 years is up for the ratio, meaning silver is becoming less valuable in terms of gold. Now, here's what the silver bugs say, and we're going to continue to address this for the rest of the video. The silver bugs say that, well, this just isn't right. Silver has to be... Uh, valued at its old historical ratio for a thousand years of 12x to 15x to one. Meaning silver at, let's just make it easy on ourselves, a hundred and 12x, 114x here in 2020. Okay. It's going to have to increase in price by 10 times, by 10 times to get back to that ratio of 12x or 15x. So, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 times. It depends on which silver bug you're talking to on which day to see how excited they are for the potential price appreciation of silver at any given time. That's what they're saying. They're saying that the price will at least 10x to get us back to a historical ratio of 12 to 15 x and some people don't even say that well they said just the price has to go 100x because uh you know just because because of reasons so 10x at least is in line with the historical trend but then we have to ask ourselves well what's been happening in the last 50 years during the actual trend where there has been no gresham's law and silver is freely fluctuating in the market as is gold well, let's draw a trend line, as we've been doing with the gold price over dollars, as we've been doing with the silver price over dollars. Let's draw the trend line. That's what we're going to do right here. Power regression, 51% R squared. Now, it's not a great R squared, as we found with, uh, with the uh, silver price. Gold price had a much better R squared um, of 75%. But very simply, an R squared of 51% still tells us that this ratio, uh, this green line, right, the ratio of gold to silver over the last 50 years, it hugs the black line, the trend line, with 51% less variance or 51% better than it would hug a flat average that went across the chart. And we've reviewed that in prior videos with gold and Bitcoin. Uh, definitely do check back in prior videos if you want to see that more. But... The interpretation, very simply with R squared, is 51% R squared 
that is 51% less variance of the ratio around the trend line than around the average. So even though it's not a great R squared, we can definitely use the eye test. We can see, okay, uh, this is the best we got. It's, be it's better than linear. It's better than logarithmic. It's better than exponential. The power curve uh, gives us a 51% R squared of the gold silver ratio over the last 50 years. And then from there, we can draw sigma bands. We can draw percentile bands and see where we are. So let's put the one sigma bands on. Remember, what does one sigma mean? Using percentiles, using actual data, any time that you see a price that is uh, inside of these blue bands, below the top band, blue band, above the bottom blue band, around the trend line, that is within a one sigma move. It is within a normal standard deviation. It, it, it means that two thirds of the time, you will indeed find the gold-silver ratio between these bands. You see it trends up, as most things do with fiat currency, which inflates which is not what happened you know, 100 years ago, 200 years ago when we were on the gold standard, so on and so forth. But nonetheless, we're on a fiat standard these days and prices inflate, currency supplies inflate. Uh, there is uh, always inflation to watch out for. So the gold-silver ratio is trending up as well, we can see. But what does it mean? It means gold is becoming more valuable relative to silver. All right, let's go ahead and add the two sigma moves. And let's go ahead and take out one sigma because we just keep this nice and easy. Let's even take out the trend line. So we have the two sigma bands now, okay? Anything that's below the red, the top red dotted line, anything that's above the bottom red dotted line is within a two sigma move of the trend line. All right, so in other words, 95% of the observations are within these bands. 95% of the observations. So knowing that information, we can then look back to Silver Thursday, which was a big move, all right? When silver went to 42 bucks an ounce and gold was still only, only uh, coming down from 850 bucks, which it hit for two seconds on the COMEX, and world markets, uh, back to the Isaac Newton ratio, 15 and a half X here, January 1980. That was beyond a two sigma move. It means it was a very rare move. It was very rare to go back to the Isaac Newton uh, gold silver ratio of 15 and a half X. What about the Eurozone crisis? Also a rare move, also a rare move. But with, with the bands, we can tell it was even uh, less rare, so to speak, than what happened in 1980. Uh, the jump wasn't as big in the ratio, and we can see that uh, the two sigma down line is 43x, and the gold silver ratio at the time, uh, the Eurozone crisis, when silver hit 50 bucks an ounce, was roughly 32x. So roughly 10, 11 multiple points units right that that uh it was below the two sigma x whereas if we go back to here when the when the uh ratio is 15 and a half x we were 15 units down 15 multiple units down uh really really big powerful move to the downside this is rare air to the downside here 
uh, when you're this far below the two sigma line. And then what about on the upside where gold is becoming really, really valuable compared to silver? Uh, that would mean a high gold-silver ratio. Well, it happened here uh, in the early 90s. This is where silver is very, very cheap. Gold is also pretty cheap. Um, but we're at a 95, 95x ratio. Gold-silver, 95 ounces of silver to one ounce of gold already here in the 90s. That was above a two sigma move. That was very, very rare. And then, of course, we have this one with the trend line always increasing, right? Because it's a power curve and it's just natural that the trend line will increase here with modern finance. Uh, April 2020, early COVID times, a lot of uncertainty. The gold silver ratio shot up again, 114x here, which was a two sigma move to the upside. Very rare error here to the upside. Gold was very, very valuable compared to silver here. 114 ounces of silver required per one ounce of gold in April 2020. And then we settle back here to 75, uh, 76x at the moment. Again, this is monthly frequency. So this was last month, year end uh, 2022, December 31st, 2022. Let's put the trend line back on. Let's do a quick prediction. Again, 51% R squared. Nothing to ride home about, but the percentiles still work. You can use the eye test. You see where we are. Uh, it's predicting by 2030 a 75x, 75x gold-silver ratio. Remember what it is today, 75.7x gold-silver ratio. So it's basically predicting the same thing with pretty a pretty large delta in the bands. Okay, So it could be as high as 117x for a two-sigma move or as low as 48x uh, for a two sigma down move. Uh, but still, nowhere close to the Isaac Newton uh, ratio of 15.5x, or the ratio even before that in earlier centuries of 12x. So that leads us back to the silver bugs again. This is very important to simply look at these through the eyes of long-term statistics, long-term trends. How many times did we make a two sigma move of the gold silver ratio in the last 50 years? Let's count them. Once here for the downside in 1980, right? Silver became very, very valuable relative to gold. We can count twice here to the upside in the early 90s as the bear was actually bottoming out for both gold and silver. But, you know, you're at 93, 90x here. Let's say it twice happened during the good old Clinton years of the 90s. Uh, a two sigma move to the upside. One more time in 2011, a two sigma move to the downside, meaning silver is becoming very, very valuable here relative to gold, yet still only 32x, not the Newton ratio of half that, 15 and a half x. And then once again here during COVID. So one, two, three, four, five. Five times for a couple months each max. Over the last 50 years, five times did the gold-silver ratio make a two-sigma move. It's pretty rare. It's pretty rare to do that. Uh, I'm not saying that you can't profit from trading gold versus silver and you can't run many, many more complicated technical trend lines, all the rest, uh, to profit from the gold-silver ratio if that's what you choose to do, if that's what you like to do. But I'm more interested in addressing this broader sort of cottage industry type of a question from silver bugs, silver newsletters, 
where silver is just the most undervalued thing in the world, it's going to return to its all-time historical ratio of 15.5 or 15 to 1 or even go to 12 to 1. All right. So that's going to require at least a 7, 8, 9, 10x jump in the silver price to go from you know, $25, it's going to have to go to $250 to return the gold-silver ratio to that proper ratio, that historic rightful ratio for silver. Well, look at what the market's telling us. We don't even need to talk about the industrialization of silver, how much more silver is used in industry than gold, if we know that that's one of the reasons why the ratio continues to rise. I don't know that. But simply looking at the statistics, simply looking at the numbers, we can determine that a two-sigma move here is rare is very rare and you can probably conclude that someone either has a lot of bags literal bags of silver to pump to you or it's just not gonna happen could it happen anything can happen but based on the statistics that is a quite rare event nothing here is financial advice past performance does not equal future results be careful out there and tomorrow we're going to show you even more evidence that the gold-silver relationship is indeed in this solid uptrend. Thanks a lot for watching. See you soon.